0: To the No More Late Fees podcast. I'm Danielle, and I'm Jackie, and we're just two best
1: friends, and ex-blockbuster employees, rewatching some of the best and worst movies from the late '90s and early 2000s. We did it. We made it to our one-year anniversary. Yay! So exciting. That was like the bare minimum goal we <laughs> kind of set out for ourselves, and we're here. And I, we couldn't. Good.
0: No, I was just gonna say I. I don't. I guess we have to set new goals. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Reach higher in 2022. <laughs> yeah. Season two. So welcome to season two. We did it. We made it to our one year anniversary, and we couldn't think of a better movie to celebrate and kick off our second season than the 1999 teen rom-com Drive Me Crazy
0: ah uh, it, it it's important to state that this movie is a quintessential Jackie and Danielle movie so it is it, it it didn't it it was a no-brainer to do this one as our season two opener and anniversary movie but before we dive in let's get into some housekeeping
1: housekeeping <laughs>
0: If you love the podcast and you want to support us, we wanted to give you guys a few ways to be able to do that. Yes. One is you can become one of our Patreon
1: besties. You can gain access to exclusive content, stickers, ask me anything, polls, bonus videos, live Spotify playlists, and our newest segment closing time, where we kind of just chill out with some of our um, past guests and friends. So just head on over to patreon.com slash nomorlatefees.
0: And gas prices being what they are, money is tight, no worries. You can actually help us by writing us a review. Did you know writing a review and or rating us helps us get more listeners? Here's a great one that was actually left on Podchasers. Now, I think it's shea nineteen ninety one. I started listening to this podcast last month and have been enjoying it so far. Danielle and Jackie's dynamic makes each episode fun and engaging. There are a lot of movie podcasts out there. But what I like about this one is their chemistry, i.e. they have... Creativity. Oh, I can't see. (laughs) I saw C and I made it work. Okay. What I like about... There we go. What I like about... What I like about this one is their creativity, i.e., they have trailer episodes before releasing main episodes that introduce the guest, co host, and movie that they'll be reviewing. My favorite episodes so far are the ones they did on The Babysitters Club, The Princess Diaries, and She's All That. Check them out on YouTube and Instagram. That's right, we are on YouTube and Instagram.
1: <laughs> she even gave us a social plug. <laughs> Love
0: it. At No More Late Fees. If you want to be featured and help us grow, head to Apple, Spotify, Podchasers, Good Pods, or your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review. It really does help.
1: And our most exciting piece of housekeeping, we have merch. Coinciding with our one-year anniversary. We finally have our own shop. Head on over to Redbubble slash people slash no more late fees. You can get stickers, magnets, notebooks, leggings, water bottles, makeup bags, shower curtains, bedspreads if you'd like some home decor, and of course, apparel. So
0: check us out and order something. Treat yourself. All right, now that we've gone through a little bit of our housekeeping, Jackie, tell the people about Drive Me Crazy.
1: So Drive Me Crazy is about Nicole, played by Melissa Joan Hart, and Chase, played by Adrienne Grenier, I think I'm saying that name right, who live next door to each other but are worlds apart. However, they plot a scheme to date each other in order to attract the interest and jealousy of their respective romantic prey. But in the midst of playing pretend, they realize the one was closer than they ever thought. It stars starring Melissa Joan Hart, Adrienne Grenier, Susan May Pratt, Chris Park, Allie Lutter, Mark Weber, Carrie Lynn Pratt, and Jordan Bridges. The screenplay was by Rob Thomas and Todd Strasser. Is that Veronica Mars?
0: It sure is. I'm (laughs) glad you brought that up. So if you don't know, Jackie and I are huge marshmallows. We love Veronica Mars. And Rob Thomas is the genius behind that, Party Down, and so many other. Um, iZombie. I zombie great TV and movie writer. And it's funny enough, he actually started, I think he used to be like a YA writer or something. So he's been giving it to us for a long time.
1: No wonder we like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was directed by John Schultz, and you can watch it on Tubi. Remember, platforms take movies on and off all the time, so right now it's on Tubi. Who knows where it'll be next week? (laughs) But before we start, let's get into our Ratings Rewind.
0: So, you know the drill. Before we get into the movie, we'll reveal the rating our Y2K versions of ourselves would give. Then at the end, we'll see if our current selves agree with our initial rating. Our scale consists of would buy it, would buy it again. The best would play on repeat.
1: Five-day rental. Would watch again. Two-day rental. Okay, but nothing to write home about.
0: And same-day rental.
1: Trash. Straight up. Alicia, is that her name? (laughs) She is a garbage human. Same-day rental with her.
0: Yeah, 100%. All right, Jackie, so what is your Y2K rating?
1: Y2K, Jackie, obviously loved it. It Mm -hmm. is a would buy.
0: Yeah, same same here. But if you agree with our Y2K rating or absolutely disagree with our Y2K rating, head to our Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube or TikTok, leave us a comment, DM us and let us know at No More Late Fees. Now, I think we saw this movie, was it After Homecoming? Cuz it came out in October.
1: Yeah, it would have had to have been After Homecoming or Senior Year.
0: Yeah. Good times. Great memories. (laughs) (laughs) Well, from a box office standpoint, see, I feel like this movie in the teen genre of things from that time period, because it came out in 1999, it gets overlooked a lot. I think now Mm -hmm. as time has passed, you see more people talking about it. But back then it was never really considered like one of the teen movies that everyone was obsessed with. Um, I'm glad to see it's getting its due because it was decent. It was,
1: it's a fun movie.
0: Yeah. Toxic toxic
1: is all get out, but (laughs) (laughs) it was a fun movie. And I did have the movie poster from the movie theater on my wall pretty much until
0: after. So the budget for this movie. So the budget for this movie was $8.5 million and it made about $22.6 million worldwide. Not opened, terrible no no you know it had a small budget so it was able to make it it recoup it back it opened the same weekend as the movie Three Kings with Mark Wahlberg and George Clooney it opened in 720 fewer theaters than that movie so it wasn't even a, like a full wide release it seems and it opened at number six here at the in the U.S. for a weekend gross of about almost seven million dollars and then it went to went on to gross about $17 million in both the US and Canada. And about another, I think $4.7 million internationally for a worldwide total of $22.6 million. But due to its low budget of the 8.5 million, the picture did recover its costs, like I said. Nice. When doing the research for this from a casting standpoint, I thought there would be like really fun tidbits but not much so I always get really excited when I'm like who could have played who I think there's like only one particular situation here so
1: well yeah I, I think I I'm assuming Melissa Joan Hart was like the draw it was kind of like they wanted her from the beginning is what I would assume uh, just because she was doing Sabrina at the time yeah and so she was a household name I don't recall they, seeing adrian grenier and anything before this
0: he, he was in have, some indie stuff but yeah yeah it was really her but the producers said they liked her because she was so average
1: oh what a backhanded compliment
0: <laughs> well like relatable i guess she felt like a normal teenager
1: but i mean you can phrase it better you can just be like oh We want you to be relatable instead of like oh
0: you're average i don't think they told her that but (laughs) i mean they did say it in one of the interviews that i read so i mean but you know what later on we find something a few things that melissa joan hart said about just other famous people so maybe she deserved it i mean
1: we too are not innocent in judging
0: people no (laughs) We make an entire podcast on such, so we cannot throw stones. Definitely. All right. So let's get into it. Well, it starts with her getting ready for school.
1: Yes. And she's talking to her friend, Alicia. Is
0: that her name? Alicia, Alicia, bitch, whatever you want to call it.
1: She is awful. And she talks in fucking newspaper headlines and she loves an alliteration and she's fucking toxic as hell anyway nicole is asking her if she should wear her mom's red halter i'm gonna put up a visual of this red halter because no school in america will let you walk in looking like that and i mean i'm all for for parents retaining their like their own identity when they have kids but that halter was barely a piece of fabric.
0: What I think is hilarious is that the, the, she had a cutout picture of it and had it glued to the mirror. Like she had her whole life on the mirror. It was real like you need therapy vibes. But I wasn't sure if it was the exact halter that she had. Or if it was one she cut out of a magazine that was inspiration. Um, maybe Nicole was Pinterest before Pinterest. She,
1: she had a vision board. It just happened to be on her mirror.
0: Yeah. So Melissa Joan Hart was interviewed because this movie's 20th anniversary was a, a few years back. And she said that, still blows her mind that was a costume choice for her because there's no school in america that would have let her wear that halter to school nonetheless an interview on the (laughs) school what was it like tv show
1: yeah it was like the morning news show yeah and she was wearing it to gain the attention of brad the star basketball player if
0: toast were a person it would be Brad. Bag of Rocks is what I called him when we were watching. A little <laughs> bag of rocks, a large bag of rocks cuz he's very tall but he's not bright in the slightest and he was giving me the casting director or the producer was like, "I want an, I want a backstreet boy look alike. Yeah. I want a boy band look look alike, but dumb."
1: But yeah, just sit there and look pretty. Yeah.
0: But he's not pretty. That was the other no. thing. Even when the movie came out, I was never attracted to him. But, you know who was? Melissa Joan Hart. Oh yeah, I just
1: saw that she hooked up with him on the set. Yeah. What's his real name? What's your new What's your real name, pretty boy? Is it Brad or is that in the movie? <laughs> it's in that's, the movie.
0: That's in the movie. I don't uh, think he
1: even made the top billing it just says gabriel here
0: gabriel is his first name i don't know what his last name is so yeah she let it slip on an entertainment tonight interview that she hooked up with gabriel and adrian grenier actually was hooking up with allie larder so they literally were living out their you know film in real life tragic weird man (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so she's getting red, she's got her red halter top. The next scene we see her is at school, right? They're walking out of the parking lot into school, and she's pretty much just talking about how she's got to got to get got to get Brad.
1: Yeah. Whole life's mission. <laughs> to get Brad. She seems to be an she's not the anchor of the news show, but she does news packages.
0: Yeah. Well, I think, okay. So I think the reason she's being interviewed is because she's in charge of planning the centennial. That's true. Well,
1: she's not in charge though, because in a later scene, she's the treasurer in charge of the money.
0: Maybe she's on the committee. She was the person to ask because Sue is already on the show. Maybe. So
1: who Who knows? knows? (laughs) Um, I did write, I wished our TV production studio. (laughs) like, Ours was low budge
0: in comparison. (laughs) Did you guys okay? So, I'm legit asking a question. Did you guys, I mean, I know you guys did like our senior video and stuff, but did we have a show at school?
1: Yeah, every Friday afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah. What y'all were talking about? I'm pretty sure we did some packages on the construction being done whilst we were (laughs) students because fun fact (laughs) our school named for an environmentalist marjorie stoneman douglas if you haven't seen the drunk history on her what are you doing stop pause us and go and watch that because is hilarious environmentalist conservationist badass lady they literally built a school and named it after her in the middle of the everglades like literally sw- swamp planned, yeah, and so that wasn't a smart idea and no. the school they also put the library on the second story above the kitchen, so the two heaviest parts of the building. everything started sinking and everything. and because the buildings were sinking, the stucco started falling off the side of the the building. I'm sure I have photos of it somewhere. It was just a hot mess. So I think starting our sophomore year, they brought in construction crews to fix the stucco i don't know if they fixed the actual problem i'm assuming so but literally our entire high school career from sophomore to senior grades we had construction workers all around us cat calling us like it was highly uncomfortable so yeah we did new packages about that during um holiday of lights at uh, uh, trade wins we did we did a package about that i'm sure i could dig up some of my old (gasps) news i think we did one about why is it so cold
0: in the english hallway really (laughs) really riveting journalism hard-hitting news okay i i'm not gonna lie i I think i kind of remember there being some sort of thing but i didn't know it was every friday every Friday. And there were two advanced
1: TV production classes. And so we would switch on and off. So every other week, my class was in charge of the news. So you had two weeks essentially to do the next news, but, and everyone had roles. Like I, I, i subbed in for anchor a couple of times, but mostly I would, I was like a reporter and I was the one on camera. I feel so bad. I was not supporting you,
0: not supporting you in the slightest, but you know what? No. Well, that was only so junior, junior year and senior year hosted was my last class and I was off campus. So I was, it was,
1: it was the very end of the day on Fridays
0: too. Yeah. So I wasn't, um, so if sophomore year was the only only year I would have caught that.
1: It's all right. I got my tapes. I'll, <laughs> I'll send you a few packages so you can see this, hmm. this journalism that I, I took so seriously. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I will schedule that in. Ken was also in TV productions. So it's a family
0: trait. (laughs) A match made in heaven. I tell you that. Wow. Um, I
1: loved TV productions and I'm still friends with a lot of people that I was in TV productions with.
0: So yes, she goes in her halter. Nobody stops her. She's presenting for, she's talking about the bicentennial dance, which is inviting all. It's like they're. but it's also with parents and other well because it's the
1: the hundredth year hundred year anniversary of their school so yeah like parents are invited like everyone's invited to go and they have to like present a gift and they (laughs) want a brandy cover band which okay and that time
0: period that makes a hundred percent sense
1: but it's not a cover band. It's like you get it's is an artists, yeah. 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 It it was just it was very extra. And I I would say I would like to say that this movie Chase and Nicole live in just average houses, it seems. Yeah. But it seems like this school is full of bougie ass
0: kids. Yeah, I was surprised there wasn't like a rich kid, poor kid element in mm. in the situation. But I could see Nicole being, maybe not, I, I mean, poor is a strong word.
1: So we're introduced to Nicole and what she's kind of about. And she's very much on committees and has, she seems to be fairly popular and not like the most popular girl in school, but she has a good friends group and then we see chase and dulcie who are a couple dulcie is played by
0: allie larder and she's got her hair very 90s kool-aid dyed it seems yes
1: yes and she's dressed kind of
0: emo <laughs> she needs I- a bath <laughs> she looks a little dirty i'm not yeah. gonna lie
1: yeah so they're making out in the janitor's closet and she wants chase to come with her to some club that afternoon and so then we see them in the club and the note i took for this scene was i hate a (laughs) beatnik (laughs) cafe
0: <laughs> I I feel like this whole movie. I try to think back like we didn't have this much much access to alcohol in the sense that we went to public places and were able to just get alcohol. Mm-hmm. They are just drinking away in this movie.
1: The, the the place. So I don't think this place is the same place they end up later because the like the club or whatever that they end up later to see a band yeah. feels very much like the club. Where in 10 things I hate about you, where they see letters to Cleo. Okay, hold, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I realized we forgot a part at the beginning. So after Nicole is finished deciding what she's going to wear, she goes downstairs, and her mom and Chase's dad are talking over the fence
0: and she's looking for her red halter and he's waiting for the milk for the cereal
1: exactly yeah so the that's how we're introduced to the fact that Chase and nicole are neighbors and their interaction is kind of like mm,
0: hey like- <laughs> <laughs> there's history there but we don't know what exactly. it is
1: exactly okay so back to the cafe there's a guy presenting and Dulce and dulcie's very about activism and things like that so there's a guy presenting on use of lab rats for medication and things like that and so she's like we really need to get on board with this and Chase is like not really into it and she gets really high and mighty about it and ends up breaking up with him <laughs> and so then Chase is less
0: sad and that scene where he's walking around with the the turtleneck on which I'm like is it cold enough for this what's happening who
1: knows he's just walking around with it like a turtleneck pulled up over his face
0: yeah that's cool
1: at the same time we see nicole i think she's at a basketball game and so she's like oh there's brad blah blah blah
0: and then we're introduced to designated dave which is just dave but he is the team manager for the basketball team and he also, we find out later that he drives his I'm assuming his own car to help people when they're drunk so they don't drunk they don't drink and drive so Dave comes over to Alicia and says that he needs to talk to her, which makes Nicole a little scared because there is a like there's something that happens when they're talking to each other because she's going on and on about Brad and pretty much that she is the gift, like the only choice that he could make and then Nicole's friend Alicia corrects her and says the only choice and then Nicole retorts well you said you weren't interested which is a very important detail that will come up later yes so she does get a little nervous and you know she's you, you after learning that detail you learn okay maybe she's nervous because maybe Alicia he likes Alicia or Alicia whatever her name is So she goes off with designated Dave and then comes back and returns. And she lets Nicole know that he wants uh, that Brad asked Dave to ask Alicia to ask Nicole if she'll go on a date with him or, or I think even that night. And Alicia's bitch ass says if he wants to talk to her, he needs to be like have the balls enough pretty much to come and, you know, ask Nicole herself. Mm -hmm. which if she wasn't nor a shitty friend i would say he probably should but i don't think i would have said that just be the intimate you know inter in between person and let these two losers figure it out but what a jackass she is
1: yeah and there's also a scene when do they do the sprinkler stuff it's pretty
0: pretty early early. on i i want to say that might actually happen before dulcie breaks up with chase i think it happens that first day of school and so everyone's like out on that school looks massive by the way
1: it looks like 10 things i hate about you level school
0: okay so remember when we were watching the movie and i said where was this movie taking place Mm -hmm. and then i looked at the basketball team and said there's not a lot of black players on these teams. I said, I bet you they're in Utah. Tell me why they're in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> they filmed the movie in Utah. Y'all looked at me like I was crazy, but I was I was peeping game. <laughs> so it it was weird because they do have a few um, diverse characters that have some speaking roles. So it's mm-hmm. not the worst. But I think I was just looking at the basketball team and just saying, just don't, the math is not math in here. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah.
1: Yeah, so a- after we see Nicole on the news, Chase and his friend, Dave, who we we formally get introduced to later on, and his other friend, still don't know his name.
0: Don't know. Ray. Mm-hmm. Ray, Ray, Ray is say, his name. I was gonna say they. He does have a name. He does. He's just.
1: I don't know. I think because Designated Dave is such an iconic name, like Ray but gets they, lost in the.
0: They say Ray's the name a lot, though.
1: They. Uh, <laughs> it's just that guy that puts the glasses on when he's in trouble. So Chase, Ray, and Dave sneak into the sprinkler system housing. And pour orange dye into the sprinkler system. And so all of the, I'm assuming seniors are out on the quad and somehow Mm -hmm. then they get up to the roof to watch. And Ray always has his camera with him, his video camera. Yeah. And so they record as they watch the sprinklers go off and everyone gets like sprayed with this orange dye and it's hilarious. And so they get called into the principal's office and the principal is so odd.
0: He's very weird. He does give me like, I feel like the principal in this movie could be married or dating the principal in 10 Things I Hate About You. Yes. And he looks very sweaty all the time. I also like, I don't know if it was the angle, but it looked like he had really dark makeup on. It was weird. I, I don't know what was going on there, and he's not in much of the movie. I think no. we don't see him again really in, after this scene until um, the end. Until the end, when he's yeah. announcing the Miss Miss and Miss and Mister Time Zone. Yeah. So pretty much, he pulls the three usual suspects. If these are the these are the worst students at the school, the bad kids, the bad kids. That's saying a lot. And so Chase and Ray automatically they're going to get in trouble, but somehow Dave. Is known to just be pulled into like he has no backbone apparently but I just was under trying to understand what was the motivation behind this prank I think it was just to get footage
1: (laughs) that's the only thing I can think of is like Ray is we come to find out has been working on this masterpiece the entire (laughs) time and I think it was just to get footage and just to play a prank and watch like the the pretty the pretty people scramble
0: getting die all over themselves my question is if these are the pretty people but i i would have been pissed if that happened to me because one you would have messed up my clothes not a fan and you would have gotten my hair wet also we would have fought out i would have been waiting for ray after school (laughs) i know it was you i saw you with that damn camera (laughs) Get this on film, motherfucker! I <laughs> beat his ass for sure.
1: So, at the same basketball game where we kind of play this telephone situation with Dave and Alicia, Brad. Knocks into one of the rival cheerleaders on accident and kind of helps them up, helps her up, and they kind of make eyes at each other. So now we're at this house party. Nicole is. Oh, when, did, when does no. she?
0: They go, I think they go to get something to eat before they go to the party or something because somebody has to tell her mm-hmm. that Brad fell into the girl or mm-hmm. likes the girl or something happened.
1: Yeah, I know. So, so alicia informs nicole that brad the the cheerleader that brad knocked into now they're going to
0: the centennial the centennial centennial
1: together is it it's not a by no it's just centennial
0: yeah okay by would have been 50 years right or 150 by meaning half or two i don't know you're supposed
1: to know these things Hold well, on. the bicentennial quarter—it must have been two,
0: two hundred years.
1: Yeah, because the bicentennial was in nineteen seventy-six, yeah. so that's two hundred. Yeah. Ooh, child, <laughs> our math. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, Nicole, uh, Alicia informs Nicole, like, "Hey, by the way, that plan not going to work. Brad's now in love with this cheerleader, and they're going to
0: Centennial." But of course, she doesn't say it like a normal person. She reads it like a, she says it like a headline. Yeah, like like star
1: basketball player and rival cheerleader, blah, blah, blah. It's like, who the fuck
0: talks this way? (laughs) She needs to work for that that YouTube channel, Mojo or whatever, and give us all the facts.
1: Yeah, (laughs) and Susan May Pratt, fantastic oh yeah like a this in center stage well she was okay in 10 things i hate about you
0: yeah but she yeah she wasn't a bitch in that 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 movie
1: yeah so now we're at the house party nicole is upset and pissed off and all the things they're playing never have i ever and (laughs) it seems like they know nicole a little too well because they're pretty specific with their never have i ever Yeah,
0: they're not nice to her no it's like they're all enjoying making her suffer and at this point she's not even really playing the game she's just really she at one point she throws caution to the wind and she just throws back all the drinks
1: yeah she straight up grabs the pitcher of whatever they're drinking and drinks straight from the pitcher.
0: We do learn that she's kissed a girl. Uh-huh. That she kissed Chase at the mm-hmm. skate skating ring back in what, fifth grade? And she's <laughs> used a toy with mm-hmm. batteries to please herself. Some people that we know m- implied that maybe the producers were calling her a slut.
1: And I said, there will be no slut shaming in this house. <laughs> and whatever Nicole chooses to do if she explores her sexuality is her goddamn business. But
0: that person wasn't <laughs> saying that they believed that she was a slut. <laughs> <laughs> they said the producers and the writers and directors were setting her up. There was. Get off bit- that counter. <laughs> Get down. Get now. Get. Get off my counters. Get.
1: All right. So now Nicole is super wasted and they have to call designated Dave. (laughs) So designated Dave shows up. Nicole is combative drunk. Yes. So she's put in the back. Dave's car has like wire mesh police car. Like what is,
0: great. <laughs> so, did the Dare program sponsor Dave? Like, what is this? What kid decides I'm going to get an old car, maybe a police car, and I'm going to start picking up people who are drunk and and everyone's supporting this, even though we are all underage? Yeah, it
1: feels like this should have been set in college, not high school. Right. It was weird. Oh, so, so, and and wasn't Chase along for the ride too? What?
0: Get out, kitty. <laughs> so brother gets up there, sister got to get up there. <laughs> Ain't nothing up there. Y'all just ate. Ain't
1: no food up there. They just check in. Nice. Making sure. Sorry. And Chase was along for the ride. He was just hanging out with Dave for the night, correct? Yes, yeah. yeah and so and ray they were all just driving around with dave because ray has the the camcorder with him. and so not only does nicole get thrown in the back of the car the baddie wagon so does brad so does brad and alicia does this like little like hmm, like she such a fucking bitch man such a bitch anyway nicole is like so you just in love now <laughs> like this is what we gonna do you better get me out of this car she says i'm gonna go sean young on your ass sean young is who played finkel is einhorn einhorn is finkel in Aust- uh, austin powers ace ventura mm-hmm. he is a lady and i'm
0: sure she uh could hold her own but well uh, from all the trouble that Rumors, I'm not sure, about her in Hollywood. Sean Young is not that far off from Sean Penn with the rage. The other thing to note is that Alicia does speak in another goddamn headline when she sees E2 get into the car. And some may say that she planned the whole interaction. I don't know how she would have.
1: No, I think she was just she thrives on chaos and turmoil and so she was very excited that brad was being thrown in the the car with nicole yeah nicole also says one of my favorite things (laughs) which is tomorrow at time zone should be a real (laughs) good and every time i get to that scene it's just so perfect
0: i love it i just okay I'm so c- confused by this whole thing. So we did miss a scene where, so there's a scene where Nicole, before the party, Nicole is waiting for her dad. So it does establish that her parents are divorced and her dad is supposed to meet her for their monthly meetings. And so she's eating fries and the bag of rocks. I mean, sorry, bread. He's, he sees Nicole, walks up to her and he's like, hey, Nicole, <laughs> And she's like, "Hey, Brad, and I'm just waiting for my dad." She says this whole spiel. My dad is on his way. Monthly meeting. He goes, "Well, I'm gonna go get some kits. Uh huh. Do you want to come with me?" Bitch, what I just say? <laughs> <laughs> I just said my dad is coming. So then he was, she was, she's like, "Well, my dad is coming. Would you prefer to eat these fries with me or tater tots, whatever the hell she was eating." He was like, nah, nah, I don't want to interrupt. And he goes about his dumbass business. I just want to reiterate bag of fucking rocks. Dumb. If that was the direction he was given, he Oscar, they should have given it to him.
1: And then later that night, we see or and then later on in the afternoon, Alicia informs Nicole that Brad is now going to Centennial with. The cheerleader girl. And then Nicole is at the party getting wasted in. So the next scene, after after Nicole is dropped off at her house, she is raging in her room now, pulls out the yearbook, starts like scratching people's faces out. Like she has this plan. She's trying to figure out, or like she's starting to formulate a plan, I should say. But, like, bitch, you're ruining your yearbook. You're going to regret those choices in the morning.
0: Maybe she gets a new yearbook. Maybe she has a backup. Maybe. Or maybe she has a Jackie that knows she knows is just going to have her yearbook later.
1: She comes across Chase's picture in the yearbook. And this is when the plan comes to, to focus.
0: Mm-hmm. And...
1: So she's like, hey, he's busted up about Dulcie dumping him. I'm looking for revenge. So, <laughs> this is a perfect situation. Why don't we pretend to be together, make Dulcie jealous, make Brad jealous, and then we'll both eventually get what we want? So, she calls him. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And, but she somehow convinces him. Really just uses as leverage. Like,
0: hey. But I don't understand how. She's like saying, worried that she's going to be the laughing stock. And I'm like, why? Yeah. And I, I don't get it. It's not like her and Brad were not together. He didn't dump yeah. you in some like really embarrassing way. Y'all weren't even talking. Y'all weren't even talking. Y'all weren't even talking. Nicole, <laughs> baby girl. He won't even sit and eat tater tots with you. <laughs> Just delusional as fuck. This is the premise. The premise when you think about it. Like, Dulce, Dulce and Gabbana makes sense. <laughs> but not this shit.
1: yeah. Well, and I really like that they're talking on the phone in this scene, but they're looking at each other through the window because their, their bedrooms face each other because they're next door neighbors, but they're still talking on the phone. Yeah. And afterwards, when she said her piece and like mic drop, she literally try I guess tries to set the phone on the windowsill and it just, she falls over. Yeah. It just falls out the window and she goes to bed and that's another
0: excellent cinematic touch. I love that. She just, she, she takes her clothes, her shirt off and heads to her bed and passes out. Doesn't take her makeup off. And when you said next door neighbors, it reminded me that's in whatever it takes. Didn't they have a similar scene where they were talking across the houses?
1: Yes, I, I haven't seen Whatever It Takes in so long. And so I'm eager to do that movie because I'm trying to hold off until we <laughs> actually do it to rewatch it. But yeah, it, it's a it, it's a pretty similar present premise to this. Movie. Yeah. Just more parties are involved in
0: Whatever It Takes. Yeah.
1: So the next day we get this montage of Chase and Nicole going to the mall.
0: My favorite scene. I don't know <laughs> if it's the combination of the song. These cats are out here, okay? What are they doing? There's a drill up there. There's all sorts of things that can cut their little paws. They're very gentle. Oh, Jesus. Something is up on... They are very interested with something on the counter today. Sorry. So, I don't know if it's a combination of the song, that they fall into the gap, the colors... I love how in the back of the elevator, there's like this sunrise or like orange situation. I love what Chase is wearing. I would have to say, and I I did see a lot of discourse about this, this makeover is the worst makeover ever because Chase looks so much better before this Stepford Wives makeover that he gets... I liked his hair all shaggy. And Melissa yeah. Joan Hart agrees. She said she did not like the outcome of his makeover.
1: Yeah, it was just too too far the other direction. Like they combed his hair and
0: gave him a weird part. Like yeah. it just didn't they should have just left sense. his hair. Yeah. Left his hair alone. And I I chose this background behind me of them having one of their dates after his makeover, but I thought Adrian Grenier was delicious. Beautiful human being. Chef's this. <laughs> So this is just me pretending we're on our date.
1: <laughs> Do you want to look at him, smile? Wait, which way? That way.
0: did I get him Oh my god it was perfect <laughs> That was so, me making out with Adrian Grenier if you guys didn't know if you can't see
1: watch on Spotify or YouTube because <laughs> it was delightful <laughs> Um now it's another It's
0: all right or- let the narcolepsy come out <laughs>
1: now it's another basketball game chase is with them the dance team
0: routines okay can we okay i saw this on the interwebs did they not have i know the budget was low for the movie but did you see the picture of the cheerleaders it looked like a walmart mashup in that bitch they I literally, were all wearing different outfits it was bad that's what i said that dance
1: routine was weak why weren't they in coordinating like at least
0: choose a color palette it was weird it was weird somebody was slipping that day on the job y'all don't got budget for this gap i feel like the gap was sponsoring this movie where yeah because they
1: got the coordinating glasses and swim trunks later.
0: Yeah. And Nicole was wearing a khaki skirt. And I know mm. that green shirt was from the Gap line. You can't tell yeah. me any different.
1: So we see Chase. He kind of gets into the basketball game. He's like doing the go fight win, cheers, and chance. <laughs> and he's getting into it. And doing little dances and stuff. And so he's just enjoying himself, having a good time. Dave seems a little
0: put out that Chase is with my. It, so the way that Dave finds out that Chase is now a part of the Pod People crew, he goes to go wipe up the sweat off of the basketball floor and he looks up and sees his boy having and he's the just time like, of his life. Oh. oh. <laughs> it's so sad <laughs> I think when I first saw this movie I felt so bad for Dave and I was like oh Dave but now that I'm older I'm like get a life Dave <laughs> get a life
1: and I wrote counterculture is the same as mainstream it's still a click just in the other direction so yeah. like they get on to chase like you've become one of them you've assimilated well like the three of you were a clique you guys are doing similar things and are similar similarly minded it's just he went the other way like well I
0: think so what ends up happening sometimes too is that especially that transition from elementary school to middle school there's this split that happens in elementary school. Yes, there are kids who get made fun of and there are cliques, but it just becomes a little bit different. And I think it's the hormone factor who becomes pretty and cute, who people are attracted to and who's not. And I think the they bully or ostracize certain groups of people. And so those groups of people become friends and they make fun of the other group of people, but it's because they were originally probably ostracized in the first place. I don't think it's just like this natural you know split and they're just hating on each other I think one group is probably not nice to the other group and 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 purposefully excludes them and then they counteract that by saying well I don't need them and I hate everything about you it's counterintuitive the whole process but I I don't think they shot the first fire I guess you could say yeah unfortunately
1: so I also noted We never went to basketball games.
0: Girl, I didn't, I don't, (laughs) no. Well, okay. Okay. That's not true. I did, I did go to one basketball game and I think it was the girls basketball game. And I did go to one football game. I don't even know who I went with.
1: I think I went to two football games. I had to go to sports ball games because (laughs) as well I because I'm just generalizing because in TV production you had to record two Jackie so in tv production you had to record two sporting events a semester I guess and so I would have to go and record things but a girl always always thinking I would go record hockey because you just sh- set that shit up behind the goal. And then like at halftime, you just switch. Right. And so I could go and sit. Plus the majority of our friends were on the hockey. Team. I know. I had to
0: go to those fucking games when I was. And
1: it was an boy. air conditioning. So I wasn't out in the sun. Yes. So, yeah. So apparently it's the thing to do in this town that after the basketball games,
0: you go and cruise the strip, which was a like a call out to American graffiti, a hundred percent.
1: And so, Chase and, and Nicole are taking this newfound uh, relationship out. Apparently, Chase's dad must have like a some sort of. Can say it was a Dodge. I don't know blue we
0: car a- with white strip. Convertible. White strip and convertible blue car.
1: <laughs> I think I, I he said it might be a Bonneville. I don't know. Anyway, so they're they're cruising the strip. People are like driving by and honking and
0: like woo-woo woo-won. Woo, woo. And by now he has his nickname handbone, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. The Bridges guy calls him handbone, which I think is a reference to dirtiness, but I'm not sure. Well,
1: his his last name was Hammond. So,
0: that's lame. That's like that kid that decided to call me Daniela jello as a way cuz he couldn't rhyme my name. <laughs> lame.
1: So, Nicole t- tunes it to some oldies and this is where Danielle and I get our song. Yes. Our song is Keep on Loving You by REO Speedwagon. And we sang this shit so fucking loud and so off-key last night when we watched this movie. It was wonderful. And it was, I was surprised
0: Ken, Jackie's husband did not know that that was our song. And he was very perplexed by the singing as well. It was fun. It was. Sometimes it's playing randomly on the radio. I'll take a picture and send it to Jackie. Yep. It's just, it's what... It's what keeps the love alive.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So Nicole's getting chased to get into it and they're singing and cruising. And then they end up at the scene behind Danielle, which is they're at kind of like the local burger spot.
0: Apparently, (laughs) apparently this is a real hangout for some of the Utah kids. And also the driving scene is... Uh, Melissa Joan Hart said it was her favorite scene in the movie. She really got into it. I think her and Adrian Grenier, or I don't even know if I'm Grenier, had like a really good, they had good chemistry and they got along a lot. She said that he was her favorite kiss and they're, they stayed, they're still in touch. They are still friends after all these years, which I think is super nice.
1: That is really nice. Yeah. So... This is where they kind of, they start
0: talking. She calls him out, just what we were just talking about. She does call him out because he's kind of saying like he's not really getting much out of the situation because I think he wants to go to a concert to meet up with his friends. And he's pretty much just saying that like he's doing everything with her friends and it's not really helping with Dolce and Gabbana. So they kind of talk about that, but then he was like us versus them and she calls him out on, but he, I think he does, this is when he brings up a story that she wasn't always like this and that she actually was the only person to give Dave a Valentine's day card in like, I think fifth grade or one of the years when they didn't have to give it to everybody anymore. Mm -hmm. And she still gave one to Dave. So big ups for her being a decent human being as at that age. So she agrees to go over to the club. I don't know what this is—the place where they go to the shows. So that you know, she's giving her part as much as he's going to all of her things.
1: And she goes and she has a good time. She kind of puts Dulce's friends in their place when they're like trying to give Chase shit and stuff. Or like, like I—I I think the one girl is kind of trying to scare her a little yeah. bit, and she's like talks about her nipple rings and Nicole's like oh lift up your shirt let's take let's get a look at them and the girl's just like so it kind of backfires but Nicole can can kind of hang and dish it out yeah she's been hanging out with Alicia all this time she's learned some skills yeah definitely and so and and then Chase kind of oh Dulcie Dulcie walks in and now she is with the guy that was giving the presentation about animal testing. Right. And so Dulcie, you can totally tell she kind of side eyes Chase and then kisses this guy and Nicole is sees like, it
0: from the corner of the room. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And she's like, well, we can play it. Two can play this game. So she walks over to Chase and kisses him. And then that's the moment where you kind of see like this starts being real for her yeah uh, after that kiss
0: because he's like masterful and she's still kind of in the moment and she gets confused like what do you mean and he's like because you know look how mad um con leche is you know <laughs> <laughs> what else
1: are we gonna call her in this episode yeah. <laughs> um so the next day nicole i don't know why kids in movies always be trying to have conversations during tests but this girl is like hey nicole you you with chase and she's like oh we're just friends we're just hanging out blah 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 and the girl's like okay cool i like this conversation couldn't wait until the passing <laughs> period
0: like what the fuck you doing and it didn't even make any sense like are you asking because you're interested in me are you asking because you're interested in chase you just a nosy bitch like what did nothing did... comes of that conversation her dad works at the studio she got a line that was oh. it. I was like
1: the studio with the (laughs) electrocutes i was so
0: confused you looked confused so confused
1: (laughs) so the next scene is apparently nicole's dad is an avid air ballooner i don't know what you call those people That sounds derogatory. Not those people, but like people who are avid (laughs) balloonists. He doesn't make balloon animals. He flies in hot air balloons.
0: Yeah. Don't know what that was about. I don't know if he just is a traveler, but he's a good for nothing father. And unfortunately, he's played by a good for nothing asshole guy. Yeah, we don't have to go into it. But if you don't know... He played the dad on 7th Heaven and had some awful, I can't even say allegations because he admitted he to them. He fully admitted to him. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. He is a, a beyond a garbage human being. Yeah. He is scum of the earth and <laughs> yeah, it's upsetting that he is in so many things that we love from the yeah. 90s. So and
0: she- sorry and he's the funny thing is that he's married and at this point in time and when this movie was made he's married to the girl the woman who plays nicole's mother (laughs) the cats don't like him either
1: yeah that's tom's opinion on him (laughs) um so yes in in, uh, nicole has to go air hot air ballooning with her dad So he's like trying to apologize for being an absent father because he's just traveling all over the world in his hot air balloon. Like, like (laughs) is is that what he's doing? Yes. Because he, (laughs) in this conversation, he's like, Hey, I want you to join me in Rio this summer. Uh, or no, in two weeks or something. I don't think it was in the summer. It was like in two weeks. and she's like, fucker i got school like i can't just up and leave to go hot air ballooning in brazil she said i'm planning the centennial hello this is true and then he hands her this like book about hot air ballooning and she's like oh great yeah i'll get to this and throws it over the side of the basket as they are hundreds of feet in the air she could have killed someone she did she did (laughs)
0: <laughs> she 100 percent killed someone is that
1: why we never see the girl from the test again <laughs> she did she died
0: tragic accident
1: so we get more of nicole and her dad's backstory on this or during this scene and then we see nicole is with Ray in the editing studio, and he is editing a video of the electrocutes. Now, between shooting this movie and it actually coming out, the electrocutes, the band had changed their name from the Electrocutes to the Donnas, which is what they still are known by. I have seen the Donnas several times at work tour in my youth. They are fantastic. And this movie really propelled my love for the Donnas. So, but in this movie, they are still the Electrocutes. He is editing their music video and he uses a lot of like practical effects in the, in the video. And so I mean, Nicole's impressed. She's like, Ray, This is really, really good. And so she's kind of like, huh, like you actually have a
0: lot of talent and people right. are kind of not seeing that. Well, also the Donnas, they did say that essentially they had two bands and two different sounds. And so they gave the the bands two different names and they had the same people in both bands but then they just merged the bands. I think that was always a confusion for me. I Mm -hmm. didn't know that. I just thought they changed their name. And I know a lot of people question like, did you literally just change your name from when? Because these movies, this movie and Jawbreaker are not that far apart in time. So you're just like, when did the hell did they change their name? But I think maybe when they did Jawbreaker, they were just doing the other bands yeah so that i'm glad that i found that because i've always been confused by that
1: (laughs) that makes sense yeah the scene after this is my scene they're all going to the river and so nicole's like hey i got you something and she she says they're the latest (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and hands him some sunglasses that block no UV rays because they're just like yellow tinted glasses. Yes. Yeah. And then some yellow board shorts. He shows up. Every other dude that is there is wearing the exact same thing, just in different color shorts. And then all the <laughs> girls are laying on the super fun, let me lean towards the microphone, super fun tubes. I love the visual effect that the these tubes give during this scene is
0: just really lovely. But you've gone tubing before, right? This is not tubing. What is this?
1: This is just tying up some tubes and laying in. a oh, Like shit. tubing is actually like you f- start at one end of the river and you uh, float down to the other. End. Like the
0: lazy river at the pool? I mean, I, know. The, I
1: mean, there are like rapid spots and stuff.
0: Oh, I don't know how I feel about just being on the river. Uh, All those years you've been saying, let's go tubing. I thought this was tubing. I would have been real
1: surprised. No, this is just laying around, happened to be
0: in tubes. <laughs> but they, they're not going anywhere because the tubes are tied. Yes, the TJ t- t- <laughs> <are> tied up. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even see it till I heard it. And that made me
1: laugh. Yeah, you can see like there's like an orange rope and they're like actually tied to the bank. So they're not even like floating down the river as a pack. So I, I say it's tubing just safer. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna go tubing one day, Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> so after the girls are done tubing <laughs> and they're now on shore, Chase and Divine start having this conversation about how D used to be
0: bovine. Well, so he calls her Bo, and she's like, yes. "My name was never Bo. I love a bitch who will stand up for mm-hmm. her." The disrespect. Her last name is Vine, and she was overweight. And some stupid boy thought it would be clever to call, start calling her Bovine. She lost some weight, and you know, I guess developed in other places. I'm not sure. She got taller, whatever. And then she just said, "Oh, it's Divine," and changed her own name. But do we ever know what her real name is? No. Damn. although I
1: I I love Carrie Lynn Pratt like everything from the 90s I watched her and I think she was in Cruel Intentions too as well yes, I just she always was. really enjoyed her as an actress so but she kind of calls Chase out and she's like isn't this what you're doing is kind of assimilating and like yeah changing your persona to fit in and so he's kind of like huh so she kind of puts him in his place a little bit with that which I I enjoyed because he was kind of getting a big head because he was hanging out with all the dudes and and bros and stuff. And she grounds him for sure. Yeah, being called (laughs) Hambone, but she she brings him back to earth.
0: And then- then like everyone's getting ready to pack up to go. But at some point, Alicia, because Brad's new girl from the rival school is quote unquote tubing with them. And Alicia and her are just by themselves. And so Alicia's like, can you believe that Brad is a family? They seem so normal that they are religious nuts, pretty much kind of like a, a cult. They're in a cult, yeah. Which now that we know that this was Utah, it may because I was like, why would we go out of all the rumors and the weird things you could come up with? Why, Why would you pull that? But now that we know it's Utah, it makes a lot more sense because there are certain religious affiliations there that could be deemed overzealous yes I'll I'll say that yeah so Kathy the Brad's girlfriend is concerned and we Mm. find out later how the ripple effect of that and then Nicole is getting ready everyone's packing up and then one of the girls just says oh look at Chase messing around with some little kids or whatever with a super soaker and she pretends, oh gosh, what am I going to do with him? But she obviously adores that he is playing with the kids and stuff like that. Yeah. And do they go to a party after this?
1: No, we kind of got things out of order again. Because after this <laughs> is when when she goes to the electrocute show and then does the kiss to piss off Dulcie. So I'll have to re redo that. And the Valentine's stories then too. Yeah. So the next day they're at school and everyone's kind of smitten with Chase now. Everyone's noticing him.
0: Yeah. Oh, that, that interview thing.
1: Oh, so I wrote the whole thing down. You ready? Yeah. So they they asked him what, what is the perfect date or the perfect girl to take on a date? And he says, she's the kind of girl who will call you on your bullshit. She's not afraid to dance. She offers to pay. She doesn't decide before a date whether she's going to kiss you or not. She's not completely earnest, yet not completely ironic either. She orders dessert and she can be ready in 10 minutes. That first half of the list is everything that Nicole has done thus far.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. And in this moment, he's talking to these very young girls, right? And they're interviewing, I guess they're interviewing for a, na- uh, a newspaper, their journal, their mm-hmm. diary. I have no idea. In this moment. i believe nicole is looking up because he's in in the actual school and she's sitting outside having a centennial meeting and she's looking up and she sees him and she's daydreaming Mm -hmm. um and they're talking about the budgets and she's like oh i'll go get it later in my locker and that's when they're like no go get it now bitch so you could say you know see she's completely smitten and chase is smitten but maybe not acknowledging it at at this point but like mm-hmm. you said he gives this whole list of everything that pretty much nicole has done or i don't know if she could be ready in 15 minutes yet but or 10 minutes or whatever but yeah can't get anything on your list
1: she does have a trapper keeper five star or someone has a trapper keeper or a five star first gear in the scene i made note of it so then the next scene is nicole's talking to her mom about going to centennial with chase and her mom's like oh he's a uh, he's too tall for you <laughs> and, like that mom is sus she got ulterior
0: motives <laughs> yeah because she couldn't really say anything bad about him <laughs> so yeah that is a suspicious thing that happens and nicole just brushes it off and she's just like "Whatever." Dun, dun, dun. Yeah,
1: so now they're at a party together and but they kind of like, they walk into the party and they kind of separate and Chase goes to talk with the bros and, and Nicole is talking with Alicia. There are butterfly clips in this scene. So 90s. Brad's trying to dance at one point.
0: Oh, bad. Not
1: great. This oh, because...
0: Kathy has broken up with Brad and Brad does tell Nicole about this. He's like, I'm Lutheran. <laughs> His best line yet, Bang rocks. <laughs> and Nicole is wearing white
1: eyeliner in this scene. So nice. This whole scene is so
0: 90s. And I think there's, po- a- is there, are there blow up? couches and pool furniture or is that a different party because that was very 90s
1: I don't remember
0: okay Okay. sorry sorry.
1: uh, yeah I don't (laughs) we're barely keeping the timeline together so Nicole is across the house and but she can see Alicia talking to Chase and so Alicia asks Chase to take a shot and then I guess she's holding the lime in her mouth and at the last minute I think she kind of alley-oops him and then he ends up kissing her.
0: But it's like a long-ass kiss. He had enough time to like remove himself from that situation and he didn't, but he was very drunk.
1: Yes. And she was like, and then she's immediately like, oh, not on your life, buddy. You're dating my friend.
0: (laughs) She's a fucking psychopath. The acting would have been Razzie ready. If it was like legit. Nicole is very upset. Chase chases her as she walks out. And at the same
1: time, Dave is, has been called. He's talking to Ray in the car about how he needs to go and meet daughter Judy. Right. Who is this online girl he's been talking to and has agreed to go to Centennial with him. So then Divine and her boyfriend come out. Her boyfriend's wasted. And she's like, thanks for getting us, Dave. I can't drive his car. It's a stick. And he's like, I'll show you a stick right here. And then she said, I meant a real car, not a matchbox. (laughs) And he becomes very
0: violent. Yes. I, you know, what's so funny? All the years that I've seen this movie, this was the first time the violence that, oh that can i don't know
1: (laughs) so yeah dave pulls over the car and like tells the guy to get out because he's being so verbally abusive to d and looks to probably start getting physically abusive the boyfriend punches Dave, d
0: maces him no, he doesn't just punch Dave. He punches Dave, throws him, knocks him on the floor. He kicks him. He spits on him. It's bad.
1: Yeah. And so Dee maces the boyfriend and Dave's able to get back in the car and kind of drive away with Dee and leave him on the side of the road. So that's kind of all we see of that scene. The next scene is we're in school And it's time for the morning video announcements, morning news program. And oh, record scratch. (laughs) Snow on the screen. And up comes this highly edited video that like juxtaposes kind of the popular kids and other kids in the school with other visual images like seagulls honking and monkeys. Um, there's monkeys there's a
0: Nazi salute in there. which how did that get by the ratings board like that that's a a huge extreme, yeah, it would not fly today, yeah, not a, not in the slightest,
1: so and and Ray just did this as like kind of a production of y'all think you're so individualistic and doing such novel things and really you're just like everyone else and conforming in some form or fashion and so Ray gets pulled into the principal's office and, and reprimanded for for that and then after the tape kind of goes fuzzy later in the day they're actually showing what should have been shown that morning and then we get the line we look forward to seeing you there
0: in your formal (laughs) way like dumbest line ever I love when Sue they're like they don't realize that Ray's video is gone and they're going over the schedule and he's like on Tuesday it's It's eight o'clock. On Wednesday, it's eight o'clock. Yeah. On Thursday it's eight oh five. And Sue goes, eight oh five. I just (laughs) I don't know why that makes me laugh every time, but it does. It's my one of my favorite clips.
1: (laughs) Soon after this scene, Nicole is with the whole group and they're like, Oh my gosh, I hope he gets expelled, blah, blah, blah. And Nicole's like, you know what? Like, he's the most creative person in this school. And he'll be winning MTV Video Music Awards while you're still the local weather girl. Like she starts putting everyone in their place. I just, I was
0: like, damn Sue, you gonna let her talk to you like that? <laughs> damn. So I think Sue says be, you're being a bitch now that Brad's available. And she's like, I'm a bitch. And I, it's good to be a bitch anyways, or regardless or something like that. But I think she leaves that table.
1: So after Nicole leaves the group, after kind of putting them in their place, she runs into Alicia and Alicia does this like, sorry, not sorry thing where she's less like, oh, I'm so sorry that I'm going with Brad to Centennial.
0: And Nicole quickly puts her in her place and says, yeah, he asked me first, but I told him you were easy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So boom. (laughs) <laughs> and now it's the night of so how did nicole and and chase get in a fight they got
0: in a fight because he he made out with what's her face and That's he kept right. on calling her and she wasn't answering and earlier when chase first got his makeover ray didn't take it seriously and he told nicole if she ever needed someone to go to centennial with he would be her date and that's yeah. what he does he mooses back that hair puts on a velvety looking jacket and takes her to the centennial and
1: she's having a great time like shes yeah. i mean she's sad about chase but she's not doing it at the expense of ray she actually enjoys Ray's yeah. company and so they're having a really good time they're just going as friends and like they both acknowledge that
0: but chase is not there he is with Dolce & Gabbana at another like animal protest because at some point Nicole does they become lab partners a few scenes earlier and she tells her why she broke up with Chase was because he wasn't about the whole animal protest stuff and so Nicole has to like spell it out for her that hey this is because his mom died of cancer and you know performing these things procedures and testings on animals actually help with cancer research and so it kind of clicks with her so Dolce gets back together with Chase and she's thinking everything's back to normal but he's still sad about Nicole yeah and she drags him to another event and I love some oh I don't know if it was BuzzFeed or Hello Giggles like one of these articles says that one of the funniest scenes is that these two have an entire breakup scene of just looking at each other they don't Mm -hmm. even say anything but it's like come on babes let's go and he's like I can't and she's like are you serious and he's like I still love Nicole and she's like are you fucking kidding me nah babe and then he's like yeah I gotta go and then she's like <laughs> damn oh.
1: but it's all in their minds all in their minds
0: it's <laughs> the best breakup scene I've ever seen
1: <laughs> but re- so it, it's all of that is m- mentally happening but really they're
0: just staring at each other like <laughs> <laughs> well oh you know what we should do can we just look at each other and you take the voiceover okay okay (laughs) okay so you you be dolce okay (laughs) it looked like we were both having an aneurysm at the
1: same time (laughs) going to be fantastic so <laughs> so uh, we're at centennial ray and nicole are having a great time chase is not there yet dad is there because all the parents are invited chase
0: when chase gets there he does run into his dad and he's like why are you here and yeah he's confused and I nicole's
1: don't... dad is there
0: too oh right 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 you're right when you said dad i was thinking of chase's dad because yes. he's a dad
1: Are you meaning like he's a daddy? No, he like, just mean
0: like he's a real fucking father who doesn't go ballooning across the freaking world, letting his daughter throw books and
1: killing people. <laughs> RIP test girl. <laughs> so, Mr. and Mrs. Time Zone are announced. It's Divine and Brad, and they announced the, the, Centennial sculpture donated by the senior class. And as it is unveiled, chases at the top. I'm sorry. And he slides
0: down the how pole. Did, how did he not get pole burn on his hands? That was a that's a high. He was a pocket skills. It's called a stuntman.
1: <laughs> oh, and when um Divine goes to dance. After they announced the
0: the thingy, the well, sculpture. she comes. She comes down with Dave. We find out her date is Dave.
1: Yes, thank you. That's what I was getting to. <laughs> is a, we find out that daughter Judy is actually divine, and so D went to the dance with Dave, which is super sweet. And so Chase makes his way to Nicole, and
0: oh, and Dave gets on the mic and says. He announces chase being on the centennial gift which is the the light bulb from power line from yes like, a goofy movie
1: yes <laughs> exactly so chase slides down with no lube and so he makes his way to nicole while he's making his way to nicole actually ray's like hey i really hate to do this to you but i got a dip so it's like Did Ray know this was happening? Did he get a bad signal?
0: He saw his friends come down and he saw Nicole's face and he's like, so gracefully bowing out. Yeah. And she was like, it was, it was a con. It was a scam. And he was like, okay, but then who who was scamming you? Because you're in love.
1: Yeah. And so Chase gets uh, to Nicole and she's like, Hey, so now who are we making jealous? And he replies, Everyone. And that's when the band starts playing and it's the electrocutes and they're playing a cover version of I'm going to keep on loving you by right
0: But here's the thing. This dude did not apologize for a thing. No. So he just got pole dancing burn. skills or pole burn. And that was it. That's all she needed. I think she realized what a
1: garbage human Alicia was. And that Alicia set up the whole thing.
0: And that him coming to prom at all was his way of saying, Right, because he did not want to go. Right. Yeah. Gotcha.
1: So they get home and they go to walk in Nicole's door. And, oh, Chase's dad and Nicole's mom are there. And they're like, hey, we got some news. We're moving in together. Yay. And so Chase and Nicole are kind of like, assessing the situation they're not going to deal with it tonight nicole's like hey we got the tree house let's go and so that's how the movie end ends is them running out towards the tree house in the backyard where i'm sure they spent many a day together in
0: their youth I, oh i just want to know why they didn't just go to chase's house why did they go to it's more
1: romantic that way. To go to the treehouse, there ain't no blankets or nothing in there. there it might be the treehouse from now and then. You don't know.
0: I, I saw the treehouse in the background. Look real sketched to me. But I do like how they insinuated that things were going to go down in Pound Town because there were... Is that can
1: or a cat.
0: Just make me laugh so much. You like so how they thought that they well, they insinuated that they were go- things were going down in Poundtown because you hear the song Um Wim Bam Wham. Thank you, ma'am, or whatever. So they got it on. So I, I just want to know what happens after this movie. Do they all move together? They're one Are big, they happy, last? incestuous family. So gross. It's, it's not weird. Cool not cool I mean no one's technically related but it is it's a weird. little weird yeah. it, it, it it's similar to that movie with Mandy Moore because I said so mm-hmm. where her mom marries oh he's the the awful seventh heaven dad's in that one too damn it damn it anyway let's get into well some facts and that, that, that we and that
1: is drive me crazy Yay! So now let's get in <laughs> So now let's get into any facts we have, may have missed.
0: So I have questions about so the movie is based on a novel for young adults by Todd Strasser who I think helped write the movie as well, but I found two different book titles. Everywhere else says How I Created My Perfect Prom Date, but there's another version that's called Girl Gives Birth to Own Prom Date. Danielle, that sounds like lost in
1: translation, like, like the book was overseas in Asia or something and they put into like a translator.
0: No, it was on Amazon. It was super weird. And, And it said that he wrote it. But another weird thing is he was not happy with the final outcome of this movie. And when he was doing like tours at schools and stuff, he made that very well-known, which I thought was interesting. And originally the, the movie was titled Next to You, but then the film's title got changed to drive me crazy because of the Britney Spears song. And remember when I said that Melissa was throwing shade? Mm-hmm. This is what I was referencing. So she want, she revealed that she hated the idea of naming the movie after Britain, the Britney Spears song, because Britney wasn't that big of an artist at the time, and she's like, I tried to fight Fox on it. I was like, some little teeny boppers gonna come in and and rename our movie. She's gonna be a flash in the pan. Nobody's gonna remember her in five years, and then our movie's gonna be named after her song. Melissa admits that she was a little wrong.
1: A, a little. little. <laughs> a little. That's an understatement. That's some brass cajones. Yeah. right there the role of chase almost went to elijah wood however he reportedly looked too young next to melissa so adrian was cast instead adrian grenier had a five o'clock shadow through most of this movie <laughs> <laughs> but so i think still... maybe they went a little too old with chase yeah
0: but i still believe that he was a high schooler? Yeah, like, I mean, it wasn't, we did, it's not the worst I've seen out of these movies.
1: Yeah, we did have a couple of boys with full beards in high school. Yes. So I guess that's probable.
0: Yeah. Can we talk about well, the big movies? The movie's big dance scene was at the Salt Lake City State Capitol building. And apparently, it hosts other school proms, um, real proms. So fun. <laughs> and do we have anything else i don't think so i oh i'll read the one about andy cohen
1: adrian told andy cohen on watch what happens live that he initially didn't want to appear, appear in britney spears's video he said he only agreed to do it after the singer agreed to be interviewed for a documentary he was making called shot in the dark adrian released the documentary in 2002 but the britney interview was left on the cutting room floor I am very interested Mm. in that interview because that whole documentary is about Adrian's estranged relationship with his father. Mm. So the interview is all about Jamie Spears. So Adrian, I'd like to see that footage because it'd be very interesting to hear what she said at the age of 17, 18. When she made this music video and sat for that interview, release the tapes.
0: Release (laughs) the tapes. And lastly, I just wanted to put all the amazing songs that was on the soundtrack. And I'm so glad that I saw this because I do love that Run Baby Run song by Dead Star. And I was really, really sad that it wasn't on the soundtrack. What else wasn't on there? Turbo Teen which was the film's theme by Sugar High, but it was not on there as well. But Keep on Loving You, the version by the Donnas was on there. You Drive Me Crazy. The Stop, um, the Stop Remix by Britney Spears was on there.
1: So, some Jars of Clay, Backstreet Boys, Bare Naked Ladies, and then my favorite, and Drake.
0: Yes, there's a lot of really good music on this soundtrack.
1: Really good.
0: So definitely check out. I'm sure there's a playlist. So
1: in in an interview that Melissa Joan Hart um, did with Good Morning America, she said that at the New York premiere, she was crying because she was on the cover of Maxim and she got fired from a a movie, and thought she was going to get fired from Sabrina, and she had also broken up with her boyfriend that day, and then all of the attention was on Britney Spears, at the premiere. Of her movie. So she was having some some big feelings at
0: the New York premiere. <laughs> I was wondering if the boyfriend was the guy Gabriel from the movie. Maybe. And when she was interviewed by Entertainment Tonight, they were asking her about because you know, when she got interviewed, it was recently about Britney and have they kept in touch. And so you could tell she was annoyed that here we go talking about Britney again. Um, 20
1: years later, still talking about Britney. Yeah.
0: So I'm curious if she really did like Britney. She talks about how like they had to cross paths. She she did tell Britney that she needed to loosen up a little bit and have fun. Like she was only 17 and she was either going to the gym or doing all these things and getting ready for shows and not really being able to be young. And so she did take her out clubbing or dancing or something like that but I think they got in trouble so
1: yeah well in the making of the video for drive me crazy because you know I did a deep dive after I watched this movie (laughs) um like it's very obvious that Brittany her schedule was tight they had two days to shoot it and then she was running off to somewhere else like it was She was on the go nonstop. She was a creative force even back then with the routines and everything. She wanted to have as much control as she could over the brand she was creating for herself, which I mean, I give her credit too, but I think, yeah, it it lends itself very closely to being burnt out um, or trying to find ways to relax in other ways.
0: Yeah. Yeah. sad so
1: yep so this movie i am going to say it does pass the bechdel test so the bechdel test to remind you at least two named women are featured they talk to each other and they discuss something other than a man it passes barely there is a scene where nicole is talking to the bicentennial or the centennial committee which includes chloe and chloe's um, talking about the the performers and the budget. At the end of this conversation, it does kind of loop back around to Nicole being smitten, but there is a conversation about something other than a man that takes place. So <laughs> I'm going to say yes, but just, just barely.
0: Yeah, the, I think where they could have done a better job, the female friendships in this movie were, were atrocious. I think there could have been a better balance. What never made sense to me was that there were A bunch of other girls and how nicole didn't have like her and divine could have had a closer relationship Mm -hmm. where when crazy alicia was acting up it wouldn't have been a problem but yeah they were that yeah the ties of the friendships were non-existent which really sad missed opportunity there yeah all right jackie so why don't you tell me your present day, maybe?
1: Um, Would buy it. Would buy it again. I own it on iTunes now. <laughs> I mean, it is very flawed, but it uh, is also a lot of fun and it brings back memories. So I enjoy it.
0: Yeah, it's a n- nostalgic one for us. Same thing. Would buy it. I, I did buy it. I have the DVD upstairs. Love it. Don't care. Don't care that it's problematic in some parts. Love it. If you guys agree what your present day reading is, then hit us up at no more late fees on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, send a comment, post in your stories, send us a DM, whatever it may be. We, We love to hear your ratings and your feedback. And also we'd love to feature you guys on our episodes. So if you have any feedback, let us know and give us a call because we have a phone number for our quick drops. Right, Jackie? We do nine zero
1: nine six zero one and MLF nine zero nine six zero one six six five three. Please drop something in our quick drop. If you're international, you can leave a message on Inker FM, leave anything. I don't care if you call and do a song and a dance. Send us a video. <laughs> we'll we'll love it. We'll feature you on a future episode.
0: Yes, definitely. And stay tuned for next week as we celebrate the 20th anniversary of the movie The Sweetest Thing with our, our wonderful sister Heather. <laughs> You're too big to fit in here.
1: Too big to fit in here. I am so excited and this is going to be another movie a lot of the movies Heather and I will do together will be highly quotable and
0: Danielle's gonna have to suffer through it. Well it's gonna be great. Th- this one not so much because the sweetest thing was one of our movies as well, too. Yeah. So it's cool. It'll be cool.
1: Yeah. And as always, be kind and rewind. I'm fucking hungry. Hello, no more late fees, besties! My name is Shalina, and I'm an avid listener of Jackie and Danielle's
0: movie Rewatch Talks, who also has a podcast of her own. It's called Everything 90s Podcast, and it's a show I created to connect with fellow 90s kids by spending each episode reminiscing on anything and everything related to growing up in the 90s. Topics range from music, TV shows, movies, books, and games, just to name a few. So if you're interested, search Everything 90s Podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcast and give it a listen.
1: Thank you so much and take care.